Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, the podcast where I show you how the practice of inner kindness changes everything. Through the conversations here, I'll teach you how to turn that harsh, critical, and even hurtful inner voice into one that is kind, supportive, and healing. I'm Pete Sibley, the self-kindness coach, and I am so glad you're here. Hello. Welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, and I am grateful. I'm grateful that you are here, that you hopped on today to give a listen. I'm going to be talking about a few ideas here. Some might feel a little esoteric, and others might feel more practical. But that is the space that I noticed that I'm in of late, moving from really practical feelings, beliefs, attachments to very like big 30,000, 50,000 foot um, understandings and connections. So with that being said, all of that is understood and witnessed right here in this moment, regardless of how many thoughts science tells us that we're having during the day, if it's 40,000, if it's 60,000, whatever, right here, right now, there's just this one and just this one. And they're always only ever coming through one at a time. And you, my friend, connecting with the physical body that you are. It's so important, remember that, to be in balance. It's a vertical experience. It's not a side-to-side balance experience. It's a vertical experience. How much are you letting and giving the vote to your head to the thoughts that are going. It's time to move into the physical body, feeling the body, feeling a breath. Where do you feel it in your body right now? It being life, it being whatever is showing up. Does it feel like tightness in your shoulders? How about in the chest? Maybe you're feeling it in the the throat or down in the gut. Just noticing, just witnessing, not being afraid to remember that at one point in your life, maybe as a child, you were getting most of your information from that intelligence in you, the intelligence that lives in your body, which exists only in the present moment, right now, most of the information you were getting was through that connection with the body. Like, if you felt afraid of something as a little kid, you responded to that. It felt, you know, we listened to that. And as adults, and what I do 
through helping teach people about a self-kindness practice is to remember that essence of our true nature, that ability for us to pay attention to the body, the wisdom of what's going on in the body, how emotions and feelings are showing up to take it out of our head. So <laughs> like one of my clients recently said, they said, you know, they were just realizing that they have been experiencing emotions solely in their head recently. And any time that it starts to feel like they're feeling it in their body, well, they try to distract by doing more stuff in the brain, which is so normal right now, my friends. And realizing that is actually the um, uncommon part of that story, not the fact that most of us experience emotions in our head, but the fact that it's uncommon that we are recognizing that. Um, so I want to make that more common. I want us to continue to grow that part of our awareness. Notice where do you start to feel the physical response of an emotion and then you move to distract yourself or move away from it, telling yourself uh, some type of fearful narrative about actually feeling the physical aspect of your emotions. So that takes me into more of this esoteric part of the conversation today, which is this idea of fear and how we have labeled fear and what we say about fear and what we make it mean. I was talking to another client and I love how my, my clients are so good at reflecting back these big ahas. And I was mentioning to them that my self-kindness work has brought me to a place of feeling safe to be me. And they asked me, what does that mean to the safe to be you? What does that mean, safe to be me? And it brought me to this idea of noticing that over time, as adults, we have learned, usually through, you know, some type of um, experience where we we, we were our authentic self. We did something that felt really genuine to us. And we were judged for it. We were ridiculed for it. We were teased for it. And some of us, we actually were physically harmed for being our authentic self. And so we learn over time as adults to not do that. It makes total sense. And yet, the problem with that is that we then end up living and being motivated by that very fear of that happening again. So it's like we use fear to 
hopefully motivate us to not feel or have to experience fear again. And so I want to invite you to understand why we do that. And to see and to recognize that fear is something that shows up in you. And when we begin to recognize that it's showing up in us, we begin to understand and connect to and, at- and like attach to the fact that we have the capacity to have fear in us. Now, why is that important to notice? It's important to notice that because the only way that fear exists is in us. Meaning, it doesn't exist in trees, it doesn't grow on trees, it doesn't, you know, it's not a scientific um, element on the periodic table. The only way that fear can exist is in us. And that's not a bad thing. It's just we can recognize that we are bigger than fear. That is very uh powerful as a self-awareness practice. And what does that mean? Well, that means that we can look at the things that scare us because we are the witness of, we are, again, bigger than fear itself. Now, there are times when we feel like the fear is bigger than us. That is when we are out of balance. That is when we are up in our head. That is when we start to feel it in our body physically. You know, it takes away our breath. Our chest gets tight. And our mind starts telling us, you know, oh no, hit the pin. Like, this is, like, we're not going to be able to handle this. And yet we can handle it. So, in a strange way, fear is nothing to be afraid of. And that's what I meant we were going to be a little esoteric here today. One thing that I have noticed, well, before I get into that, I wanted to say again, fear is a natural part of being a human being. Is it big? Yes. Is it full on? Yes. Is it lovable? In my experience, yes, even fear is lovable. Now that gets me into another conversation, which is around how seeing that even fear is lovable can point us to a belief that love is the ultimate base building block from which all of life is built. Because fear is lovable. You can bring, you can be fearful around love. You can lose sight of the quality of love um, by being afraid. Uh, And yet, love can always be applied to fear. So we look to love. We look to within ourselves as knowing maybe 
or look to within ourselves as the source of how love is experienced. It wants to flow through you. The only thing we're really taught to fear is the power of love because love is willing to forgive it all. Love is willing to embrace it all. And we're taught to fear that that level of forgiveness. We're taught to fear something that is that unconditional. In my experience, when I got really still and have had some very, um, you know, deep experiences in my life, I witnessed that my greatest fear was how big love can be. Because I saw that my beliefs and thoughts of who I think I am, well, they disintegrate in a story that dwells in unconditional love. So this is the new revolution, to see and to recognize and to witness and pay attention to where are you afraid to feel more love? Where are you afraid to be in more love? Where are you withholding the experience of love towards yourself, towards others, towards life, towards all aspects of you? That is the job of fear to wake you up to that realization, my friend. And so we will end with coming back to noticing how are you feeling right now? What is coming up in you physically? Where is it? As I get still, I notice shoulders. <laughs> it sits in my shoulders a lot. Where else do I notice it? I feel some buzzing in my throat. And I notice that my mind wants to immediately say, well, you've been talking a lot, so maybe that's why. Do I notice where my hands are right now? Do I notice where my feet rest on the floor? And I see you. I see you as a being on the other side, hearing these words, allowing my voice to come into your brain and rattle the nerves and then create impulses of light that travel faster than we could ever comprehend to create meaning in your amazing neural network, which we call a brain, and understanding that we can bathe that in light. We can bathe it in love. We don't need to be afraid. The only thing we need to be afraid of is, are we willing to allow love to burn us up as we shine it into the world. All right, my friends. Hope you have a fabulous, a fabulous? <laughs> oh, man. Can't talk now. Rolling in the blissed out space of embodying that unconditional. Until next week, be well. Love you. 
Hello, self-kindness with Pete listener. Are you ready? If this message resonates with you today, reach out. I know I can help you. We can jump on a call. I'll give you a couple things you can work on right away that you can implement. And if it works, we can keep working together for six months or a year. And I'll walk you step by step through every step of the way. You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you, the kindness you express to the world. Time to turn that in and start living that beautiful, brilliant life. Go to the show notes, click on the link, and let's start today. I can't wait to talk.